Hello and welcome to Ellis Athletic Podcast, Just Can't Get Enough. Uh, I'm your host, Wayne Mitchell at the Gaffer, and sadly I have no one with me to do it, as my daughter, Frankie, and the co-host is at a barbecue, and the guest, Brian Allen, is that hungover, he can't even lift his head from the pillow. His words, not mine. Uh, yeah, so it's just me. So we've got the news coming up shortly. We've got a round-up of the results, some Ellis news, nothing major. Excuse me, I've got hiccups. A message from our sponsors. Uh, who's our, oh, whose autobiography is this? Uh, question from the followers and joke of the week. So without further ado, we'll go straight over to the newsroom. Good afternoon. Capital Holdings Inc., who own Metro Banker, are under fire today from David Allen, who hit out at the internet banking system. Mr. Allen said, I've been trying to pay the sub since Sunday, but the internet is awful. When we broached the subject with Metro Bank, a spokesman said, is that the fellow that keeps sending us pictures of empty roads? Dave Allen was unable to respond. AS Roman manager Jose Marino has received a blow ahead of his side's game next week. His goalkeeper is out with a broken leg. Marino said in his press conference earlier, he'll be unable to play in goal for a few months, but should be okay for the second half out on pitch next week. In other news, Cormac and Milo Hannafan look set to leave Hatcham Beckenham Manor. Cormac is unhappy with the overpriced tracksuits they are buying at the moment and said him and his family just aren't rich enough to buy one. While Milo has said he hasn't played in front of a goalkeeper this bad since he was eight years of age. Uh, and that's it from the news. I hope you have a good week. Back to the studio. Thank you very much. That was excellent. Uh, so I ran up with the results. Let me catch this coming. I think he's going to moan, but just ignore him. Uh, last week we played Broccoli Reserves, which was a 5-2 win. Uh, this is all friendlies, obviously. Uh, a couple of goals for Alex Scott <coughs> on his debut, but it's not really a debut of friendly, is it? Your debut is like your competitive game, but he done well there. Uh, a cracking header from Louis Saunders from an impossible angle. Um, so that was all pretty good. Um, and injury-free, I do believe. Yes, it was injury-free, which is always nice. Uh, a bit chaotic at the start with... Um, Lamb of four stars nicking our pitch, so we had to move to another one, but it was all right. It's nice to get our first game under the belt. Then we played Wednesday night against Grand Opus. I think it was a Saturday side and a mixture of Sydenham Sports and uh, Thames side players, which have now merged. Uh, we lost 3 0. My 15 year old had to go in goal. Uh, Bear, the first game in five years. But it, oh, shut up, moaning to lose. But it was, um, but he done really well, and the boys played some fantastic football, and we had some serious chances to actually not make that score 3-0. So I was well happy with that. Um, new signings, obviously Alex Scott, this near has been brought in. I've just signed Leighton Schemers as well for £4.2 million from Darlington. Uh, he's uh, looking good to get back into the top fight. Uh, he's been out for a while with um, painkillers addiction, so that's nice to have him back. Um... After a new, after anyone wants to sponsor us, I'm after a new kit. I'm not too sure on the colours on that. I'm maybe looking at baby blue or um, uh, orange. So I'm not too sure there. Uh, or West Ham, I'm not too sure. But yeah, because I always like to get a new kit. And drill tops, I like some tops and all, but it is what it is. A um, new ground this year, Sydenham Sports. Fantastic place. Um, uh, Sarah Mark that ran it. It's uh, it's just a lovely little grand, so that's going to be good for us. A decent pitch, um, yeah. So it'll be nice down there. A good bunch down there, and uh, Sydenham Sports and Thameside play down there. That has, they've merged now to Sydenham Sports, obviously. And Wrighty manages Sydenham Sports, and he's a cracking lad. Known him for years. And the Thameside boys are a good bunch on the on the pitch. They can be a little uh, 
a little aggressive, a little annoying, shall we say. But uh, off the pitch, they are actually a really decent bunch of lads, so it should be good down there. So. Um, and that's uh, pretty much the Ellis news. Is that obviously, I'll be bantering questions off of Frank and the host, but I can't because there's no fucking host here. So instead of rambling on and on and on, um, that's about all of it, really. Um, yeah, I don't think there's anything else. The subs are the same. Yeah, there's literally nothing to report in that way because obviously I'll be bouncing off other people, which ain't yeah. So um, without further ado, we'll go to a message from our sponsors. Hi, I'm Gary. Do you ever have them games when you lose the ball and all your players want you to go back and get it? You have them games when you take on seven players and fail to pass because why should you? And then you lose it and they're like, oh, what are you doing? Well, anyway, I have a solution. I use trackback. Basically, I spray it on myself before I get on the pitch and when I walk on there, I literally just do not go back and get the ball. And nobody complains. Last week, I watched for 25 minutes while I just lost the ball and the players were running and running trying to get the ball while I stood there talking to my girlfriend. It's fantastic. I literally will not walk on the pitch without it. Last week, I even completed two levels of Candy Crush. I really do recommend Trackback for all you lazy bastards out there. Trackback. Why should you do the donkey work? Endorsed by Beasley Enterprises. Thank you, Trackback. That sounds like a really, really good product. I'm, I'm sure not just us, but a lot of other people would like that. That sounds quite good. Um, I do believe, sadly, this is going to be a really, really short show because I just haven't got uh, anyone to ban stuff off of. But um, I'll go as long as I can to make it not that boring. But I do have a good subject uh, one. You know, it's just not about football. I'm trying to educate a few people out there as well. So we've got whose autobiography is this? This is where I take a snippet uh, of uh, one of the players' autobiographies read it and see if you can guess who it is so uh, without further ado let's have a go i rang the gaffer and said i wouldn't be at training for pre-season as i was hitting the gym really hard it was going really well until week two when i noticed there were no twixes in the vending machine what made it worse was that the toffee crisp had gone and the mars bars were out as well when i complained to the girl behind the counter she just said why don't you use the gym for a change i stormed out i've never been back well, that sounds like a pretty riveting read, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, so I'll let you have a guess on whose uh, book that is, but that, that does sound pretty, pretty uh, juicy. So I hope, I wonder how that went, but that's quite good. Um, going on to questions. We've got questions. I'm doing it pretty quick and nice. It's hard, really, but um, I've only gone six fucking minutes, Jesus. But anyway, um, questions. I've got um, a couple from Joe Stewart and a couple from Billy Hayhoe. So uh, we'll go for, we've got Hayhoe's first. Yes, we have. Uh, Billy Hayhoe asks, he's also got one for Bill and Frank, which is impossible, but uh, Billy Hayhoe asks, what's your aspirations for the season? Uh, do you know, I don't know. It's been an awful, awful pre-season. The reliability of in players has been an absolute fucking joke and has annoyed me more than anything else has ever annoyed me in football. Uh I believe they're still in, I don't know what mode they're in, but they're going to get a short, sharp fucking shock pretty soon by a team unless they take it seriously. But, you know, all I keep hearing is, well, it's pre-season. Pre-season's when you've got all your work done. It's the most important time. So aspirations for me, don't get relegated because I believe there's some good teams in there. Hashem's a very good side. The Warren are going to be strong if all the uni boys don't um, go. Uh, Hayden you for an excellent side. The Bush I've heard is meant to be a decent side. FC Deptford look a solid side. There's a lot of good teams in there that have come up with us. And if we're not on the ball and they've had decent pre-seasons, then we could be in a bit of trouble. 
Um, being totally honest with you, I'm, I'm really just not happy with uh, the attitude. But listen, we could hit the floor running, so who knows? Aspirations don't go down. Finish mid table. Anything's a bonus because the four, fourth year into the five year plan, so it's not quite ready yet. But the football's getting there. The football's good. Probably going to steer away from the five three two this year. I think it's lazy, and I think it's defensive. And I do believe the rest of the side literally watch your defence clear up. Um, so the five three two hides a lot of people. They can hide in that system, so I'm not going to play it anymore. So people have got to stand up and be counted. There is a flip to this season. There's a lot of players that last year was their comeback year, and this year could be their their season. I'm quite looking forward to it in that way. I am looking forward to it, but I'm a little cheesed off with the preseason. I think it's been pretty poor. Uh, so hey ho, mid table. Don't go down. That's my answer, babe. Also, why is this season different from any other to Brian Allen? Uh, those of you don't know, Brian every year says this is year, he's going to lose weight, he's going to do this, he's going to do that. He's actually got bigger and he's injured already. So I'll answer for him, Bill. It ain't. And Frankie, how do you worm your way into the group? Well, that is because uh, she's my confidant. Frankie's now uh, assistant manager. And the reason I've done it, it might seem crazy to some people, but there's a thing, a good old saying I have, it's like innocent eyes see all. You know, when you believe you're an expert at something, which we all do, we all believe we're experts at football, uh, you see football in a, in a channel vision. You really do. There's, there's no other reason. Uh, did I say channel? I meant tell. And, um, and sometimes, innocent eyes, people that don't know as much, they just see it for what it is. And it comes, and it can be really helpful. She can just turn, where I'm sitting again, is he taking a knock? Is he done this? I'm looking at that. She can go, why is that player not tracking back? Why does that player not want to head the ball? Why do, you know, it's just simple things. She can go, well, have you noticed that every time it gets on his left foot, he fucking goes down or something. There's little things like that that you, they have done, and Sonia's done as well, and you kind of go, fucking hell, yeah, it's true, really. Sometimes you can't see the wood through the trees. And I think Frank will uh, be that help for me, you know? So, I mean, she's not going to fucking pick the team or anything like that, but a couple of insights. I remember in one of the Euros when Rooney burst on the scene, watching it, we was beating Croatia 4-2. And Sonia turned around to me and she went, still boring though, aren't we? And to be honest, I was like, yeah, we are. And we've been boring ever since, really. I've never really looked at England as an exciting team since. And it, and she was right. They are fucking boring as hell. So, And that was all them years ago. So you innocent eyes see things more, you know? So, uh, yeah, it should be a welcome addition. Plus, plus the only one I really trust, really, to be honest. Everyone else is a dickhead. Um, all right, so... Yeah, that's actually well done, isn't it? Yeah, so no um, rude stuff on there, please. Swear by all means, but no rude stuff. Um, and Joe Stewart, he's chose, would you rather do a beach, safari or forest vacation? Right, safari can fuck off with the spiders and that. That can literally fuck off. And I'm not getting eaten by a fucking lion either. I don't see why people go safari when there's creatures out in that place, that, that jungle, that people never even fucking see or the fucking snakes that move sideways and fucking bite you with a venom that no one's found a cure for fuck that shit uh, forest a lot i do like a forest but the problem is you're always going to meet a murderer and they're always going to kill you and stab you to death in the forest it happens all the time in films i'm not staying in the forest of a night i'll shoot a brick and i will get murdered simple as that so i'll go to the beach basically yeah beach i don't think i have a beach vacation yeah just sit on the beach I mean, I've got to be honest, save me money, I'll just go down to Broadstairs, it's easier than, uh, than going somewhere, a beach is a beach down sand, isn't it, you know what I mean? So, yeah, so beach, the other two, you'd literally die. Plus, of the size of me at the minute, if I go to the beach, they'd probably push me in and Greenpeace would fucking 
do a process on Save the Whale. Uh, right, so, Beach is the answer. This is a good one, from Joe Stewart again. If you could eat one item of food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Now, the answer straight away for me is chicken chow mein. But that is a meal, isn't it? So maybe you just mean one single item. So one single item, if I could eat it, and obviously everything's got to be perfect then, isn't it? Because, I mean, you know, you can't worry about putting weight and all that. It's one item you can you can eat. So, oh, that's a really tough question. I thought I'd be easier with that. Crisps. I fucking love crisps. Oh, mate, I can eat crisps. Oh, I do eat crisps all day. I fucking love them. So I'm going to go crisps. Yeah. An interesting fact for you, actually. Did you know scientists, um, I don't say proved, but uh, they've researched that Marmite sandwich, as in with the butter and the Marmite, you can live on a Marmite sandwich for the rest of your life. Not one, obviously. You've got more than one. But yeah, they have all the nutrients and everything that you need in one Marmite sandwich. So um, that's what my bear does, to be honest. But a little interesting fact for you. And Joey's final question. If you had to change your name, what would you change it to and why? Well, Missile, basically, because obviously I was going to be a wrestler, which didn't materialise, and I was going to be the Missile, Wayne the Missile Mitchell. Um, and uh, people still call me Missile from it, so it's like a, it's like my name, really. Um, I did do it one about five years ago on New Year's Eve. I changed my name, printed it out and changed it, but you had to do it properly. I just filled it out and I, it was worth the paper it was written on, basically. Um, I had to then follow it up by paying money to actually change it. And it was something I was serious about doing as well because I don't like the name Wayne. I think it's crap. And um, I was named after Wayne Osmond, one of the Osmonds, if I want to tell you that. Uh, so I was going to change it in missile, but... Um, uh, Sonny wouldn't let me. Plus, uh, it's the rigmarole. So I'd have to change the card name. Oh, it'd be quite... The rigmarole that goes with it is a bit of a pain in the ass, but it's somehow I seriously do is change my name to Missile. I'll tell you what, if we win the league, right, if we win the league this year, I will change my name by default to Missile. I mean that as well. Um, but yeah, so... A little interesting fact as well. Sonia, in our 21 years together and 19 years of marriage... Has never once called me Missile. Ever. So that's an interesting fact for you. Obviously she's very jealous, you know, but yeah, so she hasn't. Uh, yeah, so that's the questions from the listeners. This um, phone's going a bit crazy. Uh, so we'll leave with a joke of the day. I mean, it's a, it's a short podcast, but I've got the podcast out there. Next week, hopefully I'll have some guests. Well, I did have guests, but they all fucked off out or ill. Uh, and it will last a bit longer. But... Um, I just wanted to get one out there to keep it going, to get it off, off up and running again, shall we say. Um, we've got a game next Sunday against Hawksbrook Wanderers, uh, Lewis Hyde's team. He's got a lovely little setup down there, Lewis. He's doing really well. Uh, very proud of him, to be honest. Uh, so that's our last one for the big KO. So it uh, should be interesting. We've got, I think it's Crayway. I should bloody know. Crayford or something uh, for the first game of the season. And then we've got Cobham in the Kent Cup. And thankfully, we're at home. Fucking poor bars is coming all the way from fucking there. So, yes. So, anyway. Uh, joke of the day. Black goes to the pub corner. There's a crowd. and There's a crowd of people around this fella. So, um, he goes over there. And there's three glasses. All filled with piss. Alright. So, the bloke grabs a glass. Smells it. Tastes it. Turns around to this bloke. He goes, you got high blood pressure. Bloke goes, thanks. And fucks off. Grabs a second glass, drinks a bit, 
and goes, you've got your all bowel syndrome. And he goes, thanks a lot and fucks off. And does the same with the third one. So this bloke's like, what the fuck is he doing? So the barman goes, basically, he can tell what's wrong with you just by drinking your piss. He's going, I'll leave off. He said, I ain't even had a drink yet. Don't start that shit. He went, I'm telling you, he went, no fucking way. So anyway, he's having a beer with the barman at a bar. Because that's where the barman has to be. And um, the bloke goes up to get himself a drink. And he goes, mate, what are you doing? It's disgusting drinking people's piss. He's gone, mate, it's a gift. People give me a couple of quid for it. I don't mind. And he went, well, I think it's disgusting. And I think you're full of shit. And he's gone, all right. He said, get your piss and I'll tell you what's wrong with you. And he's gone, no, no, no. He's gone, go on. He said, I'll bet you a fucking pint that I can tell you what's wrong with you. He's gone, I don't need a piss. He went, I'll tell you what. I'll come back next Sunday with me pint of piss. And I'll bet you a bullseye, you don't know what's wrong. He's going, all right, not a problem. So anyway, the week comes, Sunday, gets up in the morning. So he goes, right, so he has a piss. And just he leaves, he's like, just in case this fella's right, I'm going to fuck him over. So he goes to, he goes and puts some mud in it, yeah? And he's, uh, swirls it around, it's quite, quite murky now, he's, and he ain't going to fucking know now. Anyway, so he walks a bit further and he goes to his car and he goes underneath it and he gets all the grease and the oily bits and he puts that in there, swish it around. Well, it's a, it's a shadow of his fucking former self now. It looks disgusting. And he swishes it around and he goes, that'll fuck him. Anyway, he walks on a bit more and he goes, fuck this. And he goes, <laughs> big fucking greenie in there and all. Swells it around. He went, this is awful. He, got, he don't even want to carry it anymore. Anyway, by the time he gets to the pub, he goes in the toilet. He goes, oh, I'll have this bastard. So he quickly knocks one out and shoots his load in there and all. So he swells it around, it goes out, anyway, he sees a bloke in the corner, sits down, goes, you got me bullseye? He's going, you got your piss? And he's going, yes, I have. Bangs it down. Anyway, the bloke grabs it, looks at it, holds it up to the light and goes, fucking hell. He's going, what the fuck is wrong with this? So the bloke's like, oh, if you, aren't, you don't know, kiss your money. He said, hold on. He then smells it and he goes, bloody hell, this is major. He's going, well, if you don't know, give me the bullseye. And he went, hold on. So anyway, gives it a sip and he goes, Pah, Jesus, wet, that is, that's undescribable. And he goes, thank you, can I have me 50 quid, please? He went, I never said I couldn't do it. He said, all right, what's wrong? He went, well, basically, you've got a kidney infection. He said, you need new compost on your roses, your brake fluid's fucked, you've got a mouth ulcer coming, and if you don't stop wanking, you'll never get rid of your fucking tennis elbow. Hey, <laughs> boom, how about that one? I can't remember what jokes I told you. That's quite a good one, normally... I know people laughing, even if they didn't find it funny, but it's good for background noise. Uh, let's see if I can make it 20 minutes on the first podcast back. Um, presentation was fantastic. Uh, I hosted at um, the Lock and Barrel. Uh, it was really, really good. Um, trophies went to... Uh, player of the Year went to Billy Hayho, the new skipper. Um, Players Player of the Year went to Luke Saywell. Um, Clubman of the Year went to Frankie Mitchell. Sportsman of the Year went to Harry McCluskey. Goal of the season went to Gary Webb. And moment of the season went to Joe Beasley for his last minute winner against FC United of Bromley. And it was really good. It was a really good night. Uh, I don't think Jamie Scott remembers a lot about it, but there's nothing new there. Um, but yeah, so there's nothing else to say this week. Uh, the podcast will be probably next Monday. Um, so it's out a bit early today because it's bank holiday Monday tomorrow. Um, and hopefully, well, I'm sure I will have my guest, my co-host Frankie Mitchell with me and hopefully a couple of the players to juice it up a bit and have a bit more banter and to and fro in. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, I hope you, uh, try the track back. 
uh, the deodorant. Oh, that's really good from the sponsor. I think that's quite good. Um, but other than that, uh, love you all. Up the Ellis, and we just can't get enough. <laughs>